Welcome to the Dacus Report, hosted by Pacific Justice Institute founder and president Brad Dacus. For 25 years, PJI has counseled, represented, and defended people whose religious freedoms, parental rights, or sanctity of life have been obstructed or violated, all free of charge. We leave no one behind and level the playing field for Americans as they are subjected to the tyranny of the powerful. Now, here's Brad Dacus. Welcome to the Dacus Report. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Uh, on today's show, we're going to talk about some of the latest challenges to religious freedom, parental rights. And help me talk about these many challenges. We have with us here constitutional law attorney Michael Peffer, who heads up the Southern California office for PJI. Welcome. Yes, thanks for being here. I'm one of, uh, what now, 28 uh, offices in the United States of America. We're, we're just, God's blessed us. Uh, we, we, he really is. In fact, we just announced, I believe this morning, yes. uh, the opening of a second office in Ohio. Wow, yeah, that's right. Uh, sharp attorney. We're really excited to have him join our team. And I know uh, there's so much to be done in Ohio, uh, as in other states. We also have multiple offices, not just in California and Ohio, but also in Washington State, uh, New York, Upstate and Manhattan and California. California, yeah, we're just keeping very, very busy, and yeah. uh, it's a, it's a real blessing to to see how God brings people to join our team to help so many. Uh, our cases are also just exploding, aren't they? They are indeed. Um, I mean, we talked about it last week. I, I I filed myself. I filed ten lawsuits in the last couple in last two months. So we're busy. We we've got a lot going on. All the uh, offices are busy as well, and that's what we're here for to serve our clients uh, without charge. We have over 120 cases in active litigation. I believe that, that calculation is sort of old. I know the number is, is definitely higher than that now. Yeah. Uh, we have like 30 in, in Washington State alone, 50 in Oregon alone. Yeah. Uh, so we, we're helping more and more people. It's all without charge. So I just want to right up front just say to you folks, if you need assistance, if you've got an issue with your church, or your parents' rights, whatever it may be, Never hesitate to contact us because we don't just cherry-pick a few high-profile cases. We want to make sure that everyone out there gets the help that they need uh, without charge. So don't hesitate to contact us. And you can do it by going to our website, pji.org. That's P for Pacific, J for Justice, I for Institute.org. Michael, uh, my understanding is that we are still under a, an emergency uh, status with regards to the COVID-19 virus. Yes, yes. I mean, I, I sort of thought it was like over, but it's not. It's, it's still going on uh, courtesy of the Oval Office, isn't it? That's right. And in fact, you know, Joe Biden went on a national news channel and said, no, it's, the pandemic is over, but that's not good enough. And, and we know why. You know, we know why this is why that wasn't good enough for him to just stop this so-called emergency. So he's, he acknowledges that the pandemic is over. Yes. Uh, the the free market has acknowledged that. Schools yes. have acknowledged that. Yes. Everyone's acknowledged it, except maybe a few governors of some blue states like California. Yes. But yet he's still having the national emergency status stay in effect. Yes. So I understand that there's some people in the, in the new Congress, new House of Representatives, who aren't so happy about that and are doing something about it. 
That's right. It's about time because we're, this is a legislative solution. What they have to do is claw back the power. The Congress has this power, but they have to claw it back from the president. And um, Rep, uh, Paul Gozar, who's a Republican from Arizona, he has now a passed a bill got passed uh, through the House, which says, "Hey, look, it's over. The co- <laughs> this whole national emergency is over." Uh, you know, reasonable people kind of think, yeah, it's kind of been over ever since it started. But even still, this is over now. Yeah, I will tell you that as far as I'm concerned, this is a no-brainer. I think there's going to be some people on the other side of the aisle who are going to be very be very uncomfortable about this because, you know, on one hand, they have the person in the Oval Office of their party saying, no, I want to maintain the power, the, the, the control. Yes. Uh, under this pretext of an emergency. And yet, at the other hand, on the other hand, they realize that if they vote against this and they want this national emergency to stay in effect, there's going to be a lot of people saying, what's going on here? So I think there's a lot of political pressure uh, for people. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how the politicians resolve that. But, you know, hats off to those uh, like Representative Paul Gossler uh, of of Arizona. Uh, I think that this resolution definitely has a shot at passing the House, and it'll be interesting to see what happens if it goes to the Senate. It will be interesting. Uh, again, this is a power grab, as you have so aptly pointed out. That's all this is. It's a, it's a power grab. It's a way to say, wait a minute, we can still, in a moment's notice, stop you guys from having freedom, which is a big deal. Yeah. So uh, uh, I'll, I'll be watching it. I'm, I'm just hoping that at the end of the day, uh, common sense will rule in Washington. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'm asking for too much here. Maybe, yeah, especially when there's money involved from Pfizer and these drug companies that are pouring money into these uh, campaigns. And, and it's really, uh, it's actually a frightening piece of national history that says, wow, is a national emergency can stay in long after it's really a problem just because these guys give big, big, big donations to people in the House and the Senate. And this national emergency, people understand, it's not just rhetoric. It gives a pretext for all kinds of mandates and controls. And that's the real issue here. And people are done with that. I, I think they're done with that. So Even, even California has said they're not going to require kids to get um, vaccines anymore. They took that off the table. And so, they're, they're planning on implementing that uh, in May or something? That's right. This require, summer. This summer require all children must be vaxxed with the latest, you know, COVID-19 vaccine. Yes. And, or else. That's with, right. With no exemptions here. They're, they're, I mean, they were going to push that on everyone. Uh, at least they were going to try. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the good news is that, is that they now realize that it would be very foolhardy. I think part of it also, Michael, is pragmatism. They recognize that so many people are leaving the public schools and going to private schools and home schools. And we're going to talk about that incredible revolution uh, later on. Did you know that PJI's Church Finds Its Voice initiative is a huge success and coming alongside pastors to encourage them to get all their congregants registered to vote and then to vote biblically in every election for candidates that share the Christian worldview and commit to serve their constituents with that mindset. We communicate regularly with over 3,000 pastors and we do it all free of charge. Keep current on PJI's work on all the legal challenges we face on a daily basis by signing up for our Legal Insider email newsletter at pji.org. Now, back to the Dacus Report. 
a man has been recently arrested for holding a God bless the homeless vets sign. And uh, he's suing, uh, suing the city of, uh, in Georgia. Uh, interesting, uh, interesting issue here. It is. Now, to be sure, we often complain about panhandlers who are saying, hey, give me money uh, everywhere you turn. If you go to downtown L.A., you're almost accosted with it and other places like that. Yeah, it's it's uh, annoying for a lot annoying. of people, especially when you see that these, a lot of these people are stronger than you. Uh, you know, I mean, they could do more work than you. You're just, just looking at how long they're standing there yes. holding that sign. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a little frustrating, especially when you see people, you know, give into it and, and actually become an aider and a better of the sin of laziness. That's right. So I, I get why people are frustrated. And they don't want to be harassed. But there's a First Amendment element here to this issue, isn't it? Isn't there? There definitely is. And the thing is, is that we need, we need to contend for more freedom, not less freedom. And sometimes freedom costs us something, and that is to put up some, with some annoyances. Now, and it's not to say that this guy was necessarily, uh, you know, just a typical panhandler. He had a sign uh, that said, uh, God bless the homeless uh, vets uh, there in Alpharetta, uh, Georgia. And he was uh, arrested for that. So he's a, a U.S. Army veteran, yep. a former truck driver. And he filed this suit after he was arrested. And what was the reasoning for him being arrested? I mean... Uh, what was the grounds, the legal grounds, so people can understand this? Well, the legal grounds were that he was uh, out with this pick, this sign, and he didn't have a permit. And the permit issue is something we have fought against because we believe you shouldn't have to go down and file an application and get the government's permission, you know, to to speak freely and to to publicize things of public concern. And so that is something that I, I, I think they're in dangerous ground, that is the city, and, and that's what they did. They, they told him, hey, you, you didn't get a permit, and, uh, and, and he was you know, being banned uh, from doing this sign on public property. So let's change it a little bit. Uh, let's say hypothetically that he wasn't just making a statement. Let's say he was uh, selling roses, say, you know, hungry, uh, you know, need work, you know, please buy, buy, buy a flower. So he's selling flowers for, you know, 10 bucks each. Yes. So he's, 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 ven- he's a vendor, if you will. Yes. Um, do you think the courts might make a distinction if he was actually selling something? I actually think there is a difference there. And I think that they are, if, if he's selling goods, then he has, there are certain things that you have to comply with. If the primary purpose is to sell goods then I think you have to comply with certain things that are necessary to, do, to sell goods. Now, now, that said, I have, to, I have to admit, though, that I, there's, there's a certain point where we look at that. I look at that even as sort of ridiculous. I heard of a story of, of this little girl. She had a lemonade stand. Yes. And she was cited and, and yes. ordered not to have that lemonade stand because it's not meeting code regulations regarding, you know, food, drug administration, you know, was certified by the government to be to have a lemonade stand i mean it's sometimes this gets to be you know absolutely ridiculous it really does it's it's a part of american history and heritage for a child to have a stand selling cookies or lemonade people know what the risk is they know there's a risk that this kid may have dropped the cookies uh or you know may have (laughs) had the lemonade out too long i mean there's an assumption of risk i think that comes along with that yes so but but that's not a it's not a free speech issue but 
even the vending thing, I think, can be taken too far. That's my point. It, and it is taken too far in many cases. And we've seen it with our cases. We've handled a lot of these cases where people are trying to share the gospel. And uh, they, they want to do this permit thing with them, too. You got to go get a permit for this. Or they want to uh, uh, you know, have a situation where you know, if you are selling anything or if you're handing out anything, that's like a, a more than is acceptable for free speech. And we don't agree. We think the strongest, because public sidewalks have from time immemorial in this United States been the a place of the most freedom, a public forum, then I think there needs to be a greater latitude when that's what's happening here, as long as they're not blocking ingress and egress or leaving and going, coming and going from a, a private property. Right. I know even in places like Tennessee, Franklin, Tennessee is known for being the little, like, conservative utopia of Tennessee. And Tennessee is looked on as a conservative utopia in itself yes. in many ways. And there in Franklin, Tennessee, there's uh, in the middle of town. It's like in the town square. It's very classical. It has that, that area in the middle. Uh, there's some people out there who are sharing their faith, evangelizing, playing Christian music and outreach. And they're, we're, we're dealing with them. We're representing them right now. Yes. Because they're being told by the town of Franklin, that, oh, no, no, you, you have to get a permit, and, you, and your permit has, it can only be for this period of time and only once a month or whatever. I mean, it's, it's deliberately imposing these new restrictions simply to target and silence people sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. And that is in Franklin, Tennessee. Yes. So if it's happening in Franklin, Tennessee, folks, this can happen anywhere, anywhere. So if you know of anyone who's being persecuted for openly sharing their faith, you know, handing out gospel tracts, whatever it may be, contact us immediately. We, are, we handle the bulk of those cases all across the country, probably near all of them, nearly all of them across the country. The ability for people to live and boldly share their faith in public places, and it is clearly protected by the First Amendment according to the Supreme <clears throat> Court. It is indeed. In fact, we have seen an alarming rise in these arrests why not just give them a ticket and let them go their way? No, they're going to arrest them, and that's a bigger deal. If, if, when you criminalize conduct, which is free speech, you have a real problem in, in the country. And, I, and I, we've seen it. We've defended a lot of people here in California and all over the country. Uh, Florida, we've had several big cases involving free speech in a, 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 a area of public forum, which means greater freedoms. And we, we, we've defended it, and most of the time, we have been successful. What I think is interesting in some of these cases, like in Florida, uh, the, the facts are, are, are really interesting. So you not only have someone over here preaching the gospel, reading from, from the Word of God, from the Scriptures. They're not a hate man. He's sharing the good news of Jesus. That's right. You know, boldly, lovingly sharing the good news of Christ. And then right over here to the right, you've got someone doing break dancing with a jam box or stuff like this. Yes. The, the guy sharing the gospel is arrested, yeah. prosecuted. The person over here playing jam box music with lots of four-letter words, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera, no problem. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it's so blatant. Yeah. Uh, and the good news is we've got the offices all across the country like no other legal organization 
to step up to the plate for each and every one of those situations uh, needing uh, defense of First Amendment rights. Absolutely, and uh, it's something we actually specialize in. We do a lot of this. So if you have, if people have issues, we suggest they come to us free of charge. We'll counsel you. We'll tell you whether you got a case. If you got a case, we'll represent you all the way. Did you know that all of PJI's practical resources are offered free of charge and that we are proud to have served hundreds of thousands of people in this way? Just visit us at pji.org to download all the current and free resources you need. Now, back to the Dacus Report. Uh, we are very fortunate uh, this morning to have with us on the show uh, the CEO of Newsmax, uh, Christopher Ruddy. Uh, he's a gentleman who has been very outspoken recently <coughs> with regards to uh, the Newsmax's uh, isolation and removal from uh, Direct TV. Uh, so we're really glad to have you on this show because we see such a tremendous challenge to the ability for the ability for different opinions, particularly conservative worldview opinions, from being able to have a an equal shot, an equal footing, if you will, on today's media. So welcome to the program, uh, Christopher Reddy. I'm glad you could uh, spend the time with us this morning. Well, Brad, thank you for having me. We're really glad um, that you're doing what you're doing, which is uh, incredible work in the legal field. Well, thank you. I, 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 I admire your, your network. You know, I started watching your network more and more after another allegedly conservative network. Uh, it seemed to be less conservative. And I was sort of thought, hey, yes. this isn't right. You know, what's, what's going on here? So I thought, I want a news network that I can rely on, that I can trust. And so, you know, my wife and I, we started watching Newsmax along with many, many other people across the country. In fact, I understand that there are a significant number of people, though, who want to watch Newsmax but aren't able to. Well, it's amazing what's happened. We've been on every major cable system up until mid-January, January 24th, when DirecTV took us down from 13 million homes, effectively censored us, blacklisted us. The new term to use is deplatforming. They deplatformed from Twitter and Facebook. They deplatformed One America from DirecTV. Um, AT&T, a conservative channel, formed in the last year. And it's a very about Newsmax. It's about our freedoms right. and about the targeting of conservative voices and shutting them down. Right. Now, now Newsmax is not, they're not an insignificant news uh, provider. My understanding is uh, that they were removed from uh, DirecTV, even though they're the, the fourth highest rated cable news channel and watched by 25 million Americans. But yet they're, the, they're not the only conservative channel to be removed, are they? Yeah. Well, you know what happened was that the House Democrats under Nancy Pelosi, Brad, 21, sent a letter to cable system saying, remove LOAN, remove Newsmax and Fox News for spreading misinformation about the 2020 election and other things. And of course, AT&T platform One America last year, Newsmax, highest rated cable news channel, according to said it, uh, we have a big rating than almost all other news channels except for a handful. It's an injustice TV was trying to do was remove Newsmax B. It said that of all channels that it carried during cable channels, we were the only one with license fee. 
Now, I don't know cable channels exist mostly because of license. Yeah, I will say right now, Christopher, I, I think you guys have a clear moral case with regards to those uh, who expect their networks like DirecTV, et cetera, to, to be faithful and to be reasonable and to, to be consumer sensitive. You know, Michael, you know, you've also noticed some serious concerns with regards to a lot of people who uh, just really feel shortchanged by this, this, these large institutions like DirecTV and AT&T. Absolutely. And, and uh, uh, Mr. Ruddy, I, this is Michael Peffer. One of the farces about this whole thing is this notion that it's about cost cutting. And when it, it's clearly not, uh, and there's evidence to that effect. Yeah, it is, it is, it is a total uh, sham. It's a direct violation, I believe, of the principle of, of, uh, of just fairness and judicial professionalism uh, and opportunity. Uh, you know, you know I, I, I see, Christopher, I see a, a shrinking of the opportunity. I think that's part of the goal is to try to, to silence. Uh, I know right now we're really fortunate and blessed. We have a, a radio show that's on, heard on over 800 stations and transmitters across the nation. Uh, called uh, the Dacus Report. Uh, we have this program that goes out on his channel, which they can't stifle. Uh, you know, we have other forms of media that we're able to communicate with. But the reality is, a lot of entities out there, they don't have these 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 forums. Uh, they just don't. And, the, and and most people still get their news from TV, so they know that that's a very critical. And the internet, they've moved to restrict. I think it's reason President Trump, when he heard the news about this about Newsmax being censored by AT&T and DirecTV. He, he called for a boycott. He said he personally was canceling DirecTV. He personally was canceling his AT&T cell phones, wireless services. And we uh, he's encouraged other Americans to just call DirecTV. We have an easy number for them to call, which is 877-NEWSMAX. 877-NEWSMAX will connect you to DirecTV and Uverse or AT&T. And you can just say you're canceling. They'll tell you that they're still in negotiations with Newsmax. That's not true. There are no negotiations. Mm. Um, and w we, um, we've also been encouraging people to call Congress. If they call 877-NEWSMAX, that number also connects to Congress. And they can speak to the Congress and the senators and say they want hearings about this. Because as you said, Brad, it's a moral issue. The public needs to weigh in on this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I'm encouraging people out there right now, Christopher, to... Uh, to drop uh, DirecTV, uh, they no longer have that dish on our house. Um, it's off our house. Uh, I'm encouraging other people uh, not to uh, subscribe to DirecTV, to cancel their subscriptions, and make it very clear why. And then AT&T also. You know, Christopher, I'm encouraging people to call AT&T if they're using AT&T for uh, Internet or other things. Say, you know what, I'm canceling my service with you uh, I no longer, or phone service, I no longer want to work with you. Uh, I want to, I'm going to switch it to someone else because I don't agree with your intolerance and yeah. uh, your oppression of viewpoint and thought and abuse of authority and, and, and consumer trust. That's my messaging. Well, and we're getting it out on all of our networks, all of our forums, and we're going to continue to push it out because it's simply that important for freedom and liberty for us to be able to communicate and have an even playing field. Dennis Prager was on Newsmax. He said, this is the Prager U. This is the biggest, he thinks, threat since the Civil War in this country, the mm. fight against free speech. He's telling it. He canceled. He and his wife canceled DirecTV. 
And the thing is, they'll only learn. They're, they'll play with you and say they still want to maybe bring Newsmax back. There's no discussions to bring Newsmax back. They're not telling you the truth. Um, and and this is the only thing, unfortunately, that they'll listen to is is taking a stand and really sending them a message. I'm not sure they really care about the money because they they seem to not care about conservatives and people right. of Christian wow. faith. You know, Newsmax is really the only you know faith-based um, network left. Um, and so I think it's really important that we. Uh, we send, and we're, that's why we're taking a stand. We know that the, good, the chances we're not coming back there, and that we um, we really believe the public should be aware of what they're doing to us. Yeah, well, we're going to work on that, Michael, and I know our organization is. And uh, you know, I, I admire you, and I love your network. You guys have actually been very uh, gracious to cover us and to interview my, myself and our uh, to cover our cases in the past. Uh, you know, to have that number of people suddenly blocked out from being able to hear what's actually happening and not being reported on uh, by other net news networks is something we can't, we can't put up with. And I know we're behind you 100%, and we're going to uh, continue to work hard to get out this information. So people out there, take a stand. Uh, Christopher Rudy, uh, Ruddy, thank you so much for being on the program. God bless you, and uh, keep up the fight. We would love the opportunity to continue to serve you. Just visit pji.org and click the Legal Insider button to sign up for our email newsletter. At PJI, we help individual employees, employers, business owners, pastors, students, citizens of every stripe through our practical resources, counsel, representation, and defense, all free of charge at pji.org. PJI is an island of stability and assurance in our ever-churning sea of legal and societal chaos. We are here for you. So folks, just remember, it's our God-given freedoms we're talking about. Now, let's choose to keep them. I'm Brad Dacus, President of the Pacific Justice Institute. Let's continue the fight for your freedoms. <laughs>